Hello everyone, Chip Paul here for Chip Talks Podcast. Today we're going to talk about hook, round, and pinworm. So uh, not a lot of visuals today, so we're just going to do some talky-talky. Uh, so I'll sit here and talk at you guys for a little bit, but I want to educate you all about hook, round, and pinworms. So these guys are also called helminths. So um, if you're doing your reading or you're researching on your own, you might see reference to these guys as helminths. They're also called hook round, hook, round, or pinworms. These are the guys that will um, infect uh, most mammals. So they'll infect the digestive tract of us. They'll infect the digestive tract of dogs, of pigs, of sheep, of cows, of horses, of livestock. Almost all mammals will get these guys. <clears throat> and these guys are very opportunistic. Um, they easily can infect us. And we know this from our livestock that, that we will deworm our animals, you know, every six months or so. But it turns out that we are susceptible to these same type of infections. And I want to walk you through a little bit about kind of what these infections do. I would say in our uh, clinic exercise, we have an instrument called bioresonance. And bioresonance will look at you in frequency. And so it's an informational device. It's not a medical device at all, but it's an informational device which will help me see kind of what it, you know, it thinks, let's say, is going on inside of you. It's pretty good at identifying uh, pathogens. So it's got a pretty, let's say, strong success record of you know, identifying pathogens inside of people. Um, and that is useful because it matters what kind of pathogens you have inside of you. So let's say that we, we have you hooked up to the thermal imaging camera and we take some pictures of you and your, in, your lymphatic system is hot, right? So again, this is informational, not a doctor, but it's pretty easy to say, well, if my lymphatic system is hot, I likely have some kind of uh, you know, insult there, some kind of chronic inflammation or infection going on. And so that's useful to know that, but it's way more useful to understand what that infection is caused by. And if that infection is caused by hook, round, and pinworms, it will have a certain look. <clears throat> so, and again, those infections could be caused by H. pylori, they could be caused by Epstein-Barr virus, they could be caused by a lot of different bugs, um, funguses, candida, you know, all different things can get us and kind of hook us. Now, the cool thing, this is kind of a diversion from the topic, but the cool thing is looking like there are kind of master bugs. So once we get in, you know, we might get infected with all manner of stuff. And again, this master bug, whatever it is, will kind of help you fight, let's say, the other ones so that they don't get control of you so that he can have control. And hook round and pinworms are kind of this way. So if I'm, you know, evaluating people, I'll see hook round and pinworms. And then I really won't see much else. Um, I might see some trash can bugs like E. coli and there's a river fluke that hangs around, stuff like that. But I'll mainly see those guys. I, it's very rare that I'll see hook round and pinworms in the same person that I'll see like something like H. pylori. It, those two things seem to war on each other and one of them will win one of them will lose which is good you really don't want either one of those and you certainly don't want them both i have seen them both in one person but it, it you know that's kind of it 
And again, the machine that I have is informational. It's not a diagnostic piece of equipment. So anyway, if you come in, let's say you get diagnosed with hook round or pinworms, or you're like most of us and you just want to be preventative. So 60% of us have these guys, so it's likely that you probably have them. The great thing is they're pretty easy to get rid of, and we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. But I want to talk about what they do because you might be having some of these symptoms, okay? So here's the way that things work when you have a, a, an infection like this. So when we have an infection like this, and we'll talk it through in the terms of hook around a pin, but it could be pylori or cancer or anything. So once we get infected with something, it takes a trick to defeat your immune system. So for hook round and pinworms, they'll use a lot of different strategies to defeat your immune system, but they have to defeat your immune system in order to get you in order to basically you know start living off of you so they've got to create a micro environment and they've got to control that micro environment as to your immune system you start off you know with a little infection right so your immune system is working hard to try to kill whatever that thing is hook round and pinworm hook round and pinworm has strategies and can beat your immune system now that's really important it beats your immune system it hooks you it gets you it's able to start feeding off of you to live off of you so it can beat your immune system now this is super important because it takes a trick to beat your immune system so how it does that is a key to basically solving it to you know getting it to go away you know what it does in order to do that those are all great and good keys to understanding kind of how to get rid of, let's say, hook round and pinworms, but they're pretty easy to get rid of. And again, we'll get to that at the end. But what they do is they'll defeat your immune system in a little space, and then they'll start to grow. They'll start to proliferate. They'll start to expand. And hook round and pinworms will expand all through your digestive. I've, you know, again, they've been indicated in people's livers. They've been indicated all over. So they'll kind of go all over within your, let's say, how you cycle through your digestive uh, system. Now, when this starts, and this is just logic, so there's no real magnificent, insightful information here, but it, it is um, logical and it kind of explains some things, let's just say. So I'll walk you through this. So let's say you get one of these infections. Again, it starts off like a little bit lighter, right? It's just maybe one or two worms. They're able to defeat your immune system and your immune system is fighting them, but it's not like, you know, it's a big raging fire it's like a big lighter kind of fire so you're throwing resources at it but it's not like a full-on effort right but as these things begin to grow now your immune system gets more concerned and now there is more of a full-on effort to defeat these guys okay so what was a little big lighter fire now is a brush fire now by the way you don't even know this is going on we're just ho-humming it skating down the road we don't even know that we've got a burning brush fire inside of us called a hook round and pinworm infection so as this begins to get worse here's what happens and i'll kind of walk you through the stages of degradation that happen with a hook round and pinworm infection so the first thing that happens is you're going to start fighting this guy with your immune system in order to do that you have to use immune mediators and, and again right off you're going to use a type one response and then later you're going to use a type two response but anyway, where do these immune mediators come from? Well, you know, you've got to make them and, and they come from bone, okay? So you have a certain amount of stem cells that you can make in bone and you have an immune response. If that immune response is stronger 
and more powerful than your reclaim, your ability to continue to make stem cells. So like if more are needed than what you can make, then you will become deficient in stem cells just because of this infection. And you likely will begin to develop some bone loss because you're pulling more from your bone than you can, you can put back. So right off the bat, with an infection like this, you begin to have some bone loss. Now, the other thing that happens is hook-rounded pinworms like iron, and so they'll, they'll sequester your iron. They, they need electrons. They need to move electrons, and so they use metals, and so they'll start grabbing some of your iron. So you'll begin to lose iron in your blood, and you may begin to look somewhat anemic um, in blood tests and things like that. Again, does it mean you're anemic? No, it just means you have a hook-rounded pinworm infection. Does it mean that, you know, these other things happen? No, not necessarily. It just means that you have this infection and that things are starting to go wrong. So it's, you know, if you get rid of the hook-rounded pinworm infection, you will get rid of your bone loss. That's kind of what I'm saying, if provided that's the only thing you've got going on. So that as it gets worse, again, now what happens is you've got all these immune mediators moving around and you have to be able to move the immune mediators to the point of attack and you also have to be able to clean up let's say the point of attack and that all happens in blood so your blood begins to thicken as you're pumping more immune mediators to the point of attack and you're cleaning up the damage done by the hook around and pinworms it thickens your blood and so when your blood thickens your blood pressure will go up Again, it's easy to pump thin hydraulic fluid. It's harder to pump thick hydraulic fluid. So you're putting stress on your heart. You're also putting stress on your kidneys. Your kidneys have to filter all that gooey blood. And so you'll begin to see things happen with the kidneys. So the first thing that they'll do is say, hey, I'm tired of filtering, I can't do it anymore. And then they'll begin to alter. They'll begin to show diabetic type markers when they get too tired, when this gets to be too much. Um, so the blood begins to thicken, puts pressure on the heart, puts pressure on the kidneys. The last thing to happen is the liver kind of gets involved and it's, um, it just gets tired, you know, cause again, it's working to have to do all this stuff and to, and to make all these changes. Now, here's the things that hook. So what happens? Well, again, it, you might have a heart attack based on all of this stuff if it goes on for too long okay so you know how does why do we have heart inflammation why do we have ischemia why do we have things like that why do we have plaque in our arteries well it's not because god is not a perfect engineer god is a perfect engineer he built you pretty perfect and he built you with the ability to handle a lot of stuff but what he didn't uh, basically build you to be able to do is overcome some of these pathogenic infections that we need help with, right? So hook round and pinworms can get us to a point where we begin to develop plaque, where we have all this stuff in our blood, this goo in our blood. It can weaken our heart, it can weaken our bone. So there's lots of symptoms associated with all that, aren't there? So you may have heart inflammation symptoms that it isn't because your heart is going bad or God gave you a bad heart, it doesn't work that way. It's likely because you've got some extenuating thing like a hook round and pinworm infection that's putting pressure on your entire systems, causing your blood to thicken, which is weakening your heart, okay? So hopefully that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of a walkthrough of, you know, what we see most of the time. Again, what the things that we consider 
diseases in medical science um, are more like symptoms, really. In, in my world, it, the underlying cause always is going to be environment, diet, or, or pathogen. Um, so, you know, there's, that's where we're at. So anyway, with hook crown and pinworms, that's kind of what can happen. So we think that these guys are benign. Oh, well, you know, my horse gets them. It's, I'll be fine with them even if I have them. No, you won't be. You don't want these things to go along for too long because they'll do exactly what I just said. I mean, they will kill you indirectly. They'll kill you indirectly by a heart attack. They'll kill you indirectly by diabetes through uh, kidney failure, they'll kill, kill you indirectly through liver failure. So there's a lot of ways that these guys can kill you indirectly. It just takes a long time for that to happen. So can we get in front of these guys? Yeah, it's super easy. So again, the first thing that we need to do is identify that they're there, okay? And when we identify that they're there, um, then we can begin to attack them. But we need to know if they're hook around in pinworms or H. pylori or other things as to our method of attack. Let me give you another example of, of what these guys can do. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll decode this enough to where it won't, you know, kind of go back to the individual. But we had an individual come in to see us who was having problems with their stomach. So they were having, and this is more than one individual, by the way, this is, this happens kind of quite a bit. So it, a lot of people will get unusual nausea, unusual vomiting, right? So all of a sudden you'll just get super queasy stomach. You'll feel like you're going to throw up. Sometimes people have to literally get in a hot shower or cold shower to kind of control this. Um, but this is nothing more than, and again, cannabis hypermesis could probably go into this category, but this is nothing more than serotonin, okay? So this is an overabundance of serotonin affecting a receptor called HT3, and there are ways to control serotonin. But if you have a hook-rounded pinworm infection, then they are going to be stimulating serotonin inside of you. So they're going to be trying to get you to kick up serotonin and to produce more serotonin and the reason for that is they want to use that serotonin to manipulate you let's just say um, and they don't really make you sick with the serotonin they more make you feel good about eating sugar let's just say with the serotonin so they want to increase serotonin to kind of you know get your mood up and, and get your brain kind of going in certain uh, situations However, by virtue of doing that, they put a lot of serotonin around your serotonin receptors. And if you're sensitive, at, especially at 5-HT3, which is the vomit receptor, then just these guys' ability to control your serotonin will make you sick. And it will make you sick at random and weird times. It Certainly, there'll be some uh, consistency to the time. So it'll be kind of once a day, more likely in the morning. Um, and there'll be some consistency monthly. And so it'll, it'll kind of happen more during certain times of the month. And if you watch the moon cycle, you'll tie it directly to that. Um, and, and so that's kind of the way it goes. But the worms, the hook round and pinworms cycle with the moon. And then they'll also kind of have a daily cycle. So like us, they cycle. And when they cycle, they can get more active or less active and, you know, cause, let's say, more of a serotonin release or less of a serotonin release. So if you're out there having weird, you know, gut problems, gut issues, you know, vomiting uh, or feeling like you want to vomit, it, that is serotonin. It has to be serotonin. But what causes that could be hook round and pinworms. These guys certainly can do this. 
Uh, now, the good news is you get rid of the hook around and pinworms and you get rid of your body's sort of reaction to the serotonin. Again, if you're serotonin sensitive, you're always going to be serotonin sensitive. But if we can get rid of the hook around and pinworms, they're not going to be stepping on the gas for you. A couple of more things that these guys will do. So uh, they will want to, they mess with our insulin status, let's just say, and our ability to kind of control and recognize glucose. So we become less glucose sensitive and um, kind of our insulin gets jacked with. So you're, let's say, more likely to become diabetic if you have a hook round and pinworm infection. If you get rid of that hook around and pinworm infection, again, you should be able to rewrite your ship and um, you know not be so, let's say, diabetically prone. Um, hook around and pinworms will influence our thinking to a certain degree. And what I mean by this is, you know, we all can recognize an impulsive thought, right? So I want that ice cream. Um, well, where did that impulsive thought come from? Doesn't really matter whether it's you or, or the bugs but they can reinforce that thought certainly so if you think i i want some ice cream they can throw a bunch of dopamine and serotonin on top of that thought and make it let's say more weighty to you you know make you make you want it more and if you're not paying attention to your impulses then you know those guys can you know run you around um, we always, or I believe, at least in my paradigm, I have a soul that's of God, that's incorruptible, and that can always override any impulse of the body. So, but I have to be paying attention. I have to be, I have to understand that, and I have to understand what an impulse feels like versus an override feels like. So there you go. There's some deep thoughts, Jack Handy, for you driving down the road or listening at home. Um, so, you know, pay attention, I would say, to your impulsive thinking and, and um, you know, override that. So certainly if it's damaging to you. Um, but these guys can affect that and influence that. And there's no question about that. The most well-studied guy to, to be able to do this is something called Toxoplasma Gandhi. And he uh, infects a lot of, or is, is a, let's say, correlated to a lot of schizophrenic patients. So a lot of schizophrenic patients will be infected with Toxoplasma Gandhi. Um, hook around and pinworms, though, can absolutely play with our serotonin and uh, status and do, okay? So uh, what else can they do? Well, all these bugs, and this is really cool because when you get to the underlying kind of mechanisms of how these guys want to hijack us, it really, you know, in some ways it looks like cancer. In some ways it looks like autism. So you begin to see this underlying pathology of changes in our immune system and, and you know, kind of what I've got to do in order to hijack you and beat your immune system, which is significant. But a lot of these guys, what they'll do is you have two types of immune response. You have a type one response, which is kind of a killer response. And so like in your mucosal layer, something kind of attaches there, pow, you're going to try to kill it with a type one response. If that doesn't work, or you'll kind of learn and, and you build a type two response, which is a lot more, um, it's gentler, but it's more robust and specific. So you will uh, recognize something by something called antigens. Um, so if you've seen a bug before, you'll recognize it by its antigen and you will build an antibody kind of specifically at that bug. Now that's a very powerful response and that would be very powerful to get rid of something like a helminth, like a hook round and pinworm, except they're smart. 
and they hijack that process and they hijack that process by forcing all of our antibodies to become something called IgE and then they mutate that process and how do they do it with a hormone release called IL4 so now we're getting a little bit in the weeds but let's just say that's a very common strategy that a lot of bugs have and it's also a common strategy in cancer <clears throat> now some cancer is definitely caused by bugs and um, there's no question about that so pylori can cause cancer HPV can cause cervical cancer so there's now no question that cancer can be caused by bugs and cancer as we all know is alive I mean it'll you know it's smart it'll evade the immune system it'll move around to different organs it'll do all kinds of stuff so you know that's interesting and it's interesting that cancer also will have this whole underlying pathology most cancers of changing uh, basically your antibodies to IgE through IL-4 so that's just a, a kind of a common thing um, and the reason for that again is if I can stick that process at IgE then you can't make any of the other antibodies that you might need to kill me so that's a pretty sophisticated and smart process that it looks like helmets have the ability to do along with many other pathogens interesting right pretty cool stuff um the other thing that they can do is they they can immunomodulate us meaning that it, they can basically you know control within their microenvironment our immune response and one of the ways that they do this is they they want to kind of stick cells in a glucose processing mode so they never they don't want cells to beta oxidize and burn fat and the reason for this is if i can stick you over here in glucose mode it's that's the, the cells will function that way but it's the lowest uh least efficient let's say way for a cell to function if i allow a cell to beta oxidize that's 50 times more powerful and 50 times more energetic and efficient so if I want to stick your immune system I really want to stick it where you're processing on sugar on glucose rather than processing on fat and it looks like these guys have the ability to do that so they have the ability to let's say Warburg you know cells and get them to stick in glucose processing so they're very very sophisticated now okay so they have a lot of power and they have the power to defeat your immune system they have the power really to do a lot of damage certainly if they you know continue on and, and build and build and, and grow and grow so they you know they have the ability to kill you um they don't want to kill you they want to live off of you but they have the ability to to kill you um if it goes long enough let's say infections so what can you do uh what can you do about a hook round and pinworm infection pretty easy really so there's a Nobel Prize winning drug called ivermectin that is the best uh, drug to get rid of hook round and pinworms and this is what we give to our animals all the time and this is why people you know take the horse paste and stuff like that which is you know you're not a horse but it is somewhat safe to do a drug is a drug is a drug and um, if you can get it prescribed that's better and if you can do it under doctor's supervision that's even better but ivermectin will get rid of hook round and pinworms the other thing that will get rid of hook round and pinworms is a class of drugs the human version is called menbendazole the animal version is called finbendazole but ivermectin and menbendazole finbendazole together are the best way to get rid of these uh, hook round and pinworms 
So there you go. Hope you've enjoyed our chip talks for today on hook ground and pinworms. You can always come see us at Neighborly Wellness Clinic and we can uh, give you an indication of if you have these guys or not. Um, and we do have product in TrueMedics that will help you eradicate any hook round and pinworm infections. Although ivermectin and finbendazole are pretty darn good. We'll leave it there for today and we'll see you guys later. Bye bye.